Podcast. My name is Andrew Grace and I am your host as ever and it is Monday which means for me it's Marvelous Monday, Marvel Day. Yes, I am here and I am joined by my wonderful American amigo Richard Francis. It is a wonderful Marvel Monday, Jared. You can go fuck yourself. Yeah. Speaking of Jared, and we're not gonna we're not gonna give hate, right? We we, we don't do hate on this, right? No, we, we just yeah, we just play. But just we're gonna start off with that, right? We're here, of course, to talk about Lee, uh, Loki season two, episode four. But we're gonna start off with IGN's review of the first four episodes, which comes from Jared Jones. Now, Jared, I have no problem with Jared. I disagree with said opinion but we're going to listen to said opinion and then we're going to make our thoughts go from there on so jared's review the end verdict on his review this is like the last little paragraph now there is a full full kind of like what probably say about 500 words maybe a review explaining his thoughts but his little sum up verdict paragraph says those expecting a new multiversally manic season of loki should temper their expectations the absence of director kate heron has seemingly removed the series's wily sense of anything goes possibility effectively turning season two and shockingly loki himself into an obedient uninteresting cog in the mcu's increasingly unwieldy mega structure Jared, you couldn't be more wrong in my opinion. I could not disagree with this man anymore. And I am very interested to see if he will do the final two episodes of this series. Because for me, I fucking loved episode four. Yeah, I'm right there with you. I think the only thing that I would agree with from that statement of his is that maybe Loki is becoming a little too... Uh, mainline streamlined of a character yeah. but under the circumstances of what is happening he kind of needs to be yes so I his character has morphed into this idea of what needs to happen so yeah. I, it's just i just i, I don't understand <clears throat> and we've talked about this a little bit like i just don't understand where how this is a a five this is a mid-level yeah for those listening as well grade yeah he gave it a five out of ten now to give you kind of a, a, a thing to qualify it on the first season now that's the full six episodes loki season one got an eight out of ten but these were the first four episodes that they reviewed because i think a lot of reviewers got them earlier so this isn't the full series but i will be very interested to see if jared does do the full season review which in my opinion i don't think he will but before we get into our thoughts, just welcome in to listeners old and new. We hope you're well. We hope you've had a lovely week. Vash, how's your week been? It's been good, man. Weather over here is still kind of nice. It's getting a little bit colder. It's Halloween time. You know, it's just it's just, it's just a good time to, to be alive. I feel like that's a bit of a prick move as I'm recording this on Discord with a fucking beanie hat on to tell you how cold our fucking weather is over here. I'm actually sweating. I'm debating on taking this long sleeve shirt off. You're the worst. You're honestly the worst. I'm so jealous. Um, but yeah, really busy week for me. Been gigging. I am. I, I feel like I've got a calm... The next two weeks are going to be quite calm in comparison. And then I'm into pantomime season, which I'm really looking forward to. It's going to be a fun fun december for me but busy december for me but yeah um this was honestly the ha- one of the highlights of the week i have been so excited to see this episode i feel like there's been a lot of reviewers other than jared obviously um that has like bigged this episode up um 
and I feel as if it, it, it landed really well. So for those that are new listeners, we, my, myself and Vash, will give you our top thoughts on the episode, and then we'll give you a spoiler warning and start talking about the the details. But the thing that stands out to me, and, and the, I, I don't want to harp on, because again, like each to our own, we've all got our own opinions and stuff. I'm not against Jared. Good luck. I hope he does well and everything that he does and stuff like that. But the thing that stands out over this is where he says the sense of anything go. Uh, it's removed the series's wily sense of anything goes possibility. How can you watch this episode and think that 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 they're not going to go any like that like this? I literally at one point in this episode, my jaw hit the floor because I was like. What? Like I did not see that coming. It was, it was absolutely insane to me to think that anybody would have the opinion that, like, I I don't know. I just I just can't I can't fathom it. I just think it's I think it's a wonderful series. I think it's two episodes to go. I think it's solidified for me that it's the best uh, TV series um, that that Disney and Marvel have done and. If you combine season one and if season two continues as it is, it's going to be like top ten like all time projects. Like to me, I think it's so good. I love this. Yeah, I think it's far and away. I think I say it every week. I think it's just far and away the best series. And I don't know if it's maybe that the writers are are doing their own thing and maybe they're mm. not. I don't know if they've been on any other projects. I think that there was rumors of of certain writers being on the project and now they weren't on the project. To, I'd be curious to dig into that. Maybe, maybe we'll do that at the end. Yeah. But it's just the qual. It just feels like the quality, the visuals, the whatever CG they're using, the acting. Yeah. We say it every week. It's just this is far and away the the best TV series that Disney, Disney and Marvel have put out, in my opinion. Mm. I think. I think for me. Just, sorry, me. I was gonna say it's just so. It's so interesting because now we're at episode four, and it ends off on this insane cliffhanger. Yes. Like the last. The last five minutes of that is an insane cliffhanger. Yeah, I think in, our, like in, in, our, in, in every our, capacity. In our group chat, we said like that was what what came across with like Mooney and stuff like that. They 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 always kind of text me their thoughts on Friday morning. I don't get to see it until like Friday night, Saturday night. But like that was his thoughts as well. Going the cliffhanger was ridiculous. Like how they left, they leave it sitting long enough where where there was people. I wouldn't. I would imagine some people were like, "Is my TV broke? Like what? Like they leave it long enough and like to me." I'm not comparing it in terms of quality because I believe Infinity War is well and beyond everything that Marvel's. Mm-hmm. I think I, I, Infinity War is my favorite Marvel uh, project, but this is the first time they've given us something where it was like, "Oh, I did not expect those consequences." Like I didn't think this was where I was going to be at this point in time. Like everybody went into Infinity War with their their predictions and their thoughts and how they thought it was going to go and blah blah blah. And we were very much the same. We were trying to kind of guess where, and again, it's tough to do because we don't know where it is in timelines and they're using time and back in time, forward time, all that kind of stuff. So it's quite hard to predict, but there was never a point in time where I thought we would get to where we get to at the end of this episode. And to me, as you say, we we, 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 we gush about it every week. The music, the cinematography, the stylistic choices, the acting, like there, there isn't anything other than maybe sylvie's character that to me is a weak point and i don't think sylvie's a weak i think she's the weakest of all the point like in terms of not performance wise i think performance wise she's doing great but i feel as if she's kind of she lacks an importance 
in comparison to the other characters within this series, which is a shame because obviously she was the main the main plot to 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 season one. But yeah, like to me, the I I adore this series. I think it's so so good, and there's only two more episodes to go. And as I do on my after I watch the after I watch the episodes, I go on my um, my Twitter uh, rampage and look through all the stuff. And apparently, I don't know if it's a producer or if it was the director, but someone involved in the show said the last two episodes is where we kick it up a gear. And I was like, how the fuck are we going to do it? Like, like, the one thing that's given me reservation is Marvel series to this point. Sees episode four usually is like, wow. Like, that was the the insane asylum episode and moon Knight, and it was the like there was loads of all the all if you look through all the series episode four was usually one of the stronger episodes of these marvel series so i'm like please let these last two episodes be really really good like please like i'm begging you yeah they definitely need they need to land the ending and i'm assuming that that's going to be setting up heavily not the marvels i don't i don't think that this series is going to affect the marvels much mm. but Oh, well, we've, I've, I've, right, we've got, after we do this, we're going to do the spoiler stuff soon, but after we do the spoiler stuff, remind me to tell you the two theories that I've heard and read up on, because it sounds like the Marvels might have more to do with this than you think. Maybe, I mean, look, we, we could be wrong, I don't, I don't, do they, uh, maybe... No, but I do think it's going to have implications for Deadpool. Yeah. Because... Well, we know Miss Minutes is going to be involved, Deadpool. We, well, we oh, allegedly but. know Miss Minutes will, will will be involved. Yeah. And then you've got to assume in some capacity this is how we get to Fantastic Four. Mm-hmm. And then I guess if Deadpool's involved, some form of an X-Man. Yeah. So I'm, I'm, I'm really... I'm really curious. And this... Uh, you know, a lot of the TV shows that we've watched up until this point have have more or less felt like kind of added added content that was enjoyable. You didn't need to watch it. Yeah. This is one I feel like one of the first shows where you like need to watch what's happening. Yeah, I think for me, I'm now getting. I think there's two different points in Marvel, and that's all we, we always fall into this trap when we talk about the episodes. We end up falling into Marvel as a whole because we know it's all it's all connected, and we're we're desperate to see where it's go all going to that point of um, Kang Dynasty. But there's a lot of people saying that Marvel are likely going to have to take a pause soon because of the writer strikes and because of things kind of catching up, so they might use that as a reset and stuff. There's also theories that I've read about. Um, the Marvels and there's theories about Deadpool and like I've seen some st- interesting stuff about Fantastic Four today that 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 makes me go, oh, is this where we're going? And it's almost as if like we're getting close to the end of the breadcrumb trail where when we look back, everything will make sense. If that makes sense, mm-hmm. do you know what I mean? Like yeah, the because, stuff. Yeah, because they've been building. They've been building. Well, I don't know what. I don't even remember what phase this is. Phase six or whatever. They've been building. I think one five and just I, now. That's so many people's complaints is that they felt like it hasn't gone anywhere, and well, that's the, always been my argument. It's that you everything can't just be yeah A to B. Yeah. Every story can't be A to B. There's got to be like an A point two and an A point five, mm. and like there's got to be there's got to be things to set up in the world 
as opposed to just bad guy shows up, yeah. we kill bad guy. Like it's just. I th- I think the big difference, and I'll get this is me just playing devil's advocate. I think the big difference is in in, in the space and time that we've had Phase Four. We had an Avengers movie, so you got the big group up, like the big team up, where everything inter kind of weaves and stuff like that. But we won't, we're not, we've not got that. We've had what feels like separate story over here, separate story over here, stuff that could maybe connect, but then another separate story, and like we've not seen like Shang Chi interact with um, the Eternals. Say like, like we've not had that kind of team up buddy buddy. Whereas in the first phase, we had the Avengers, then we had Ultron, and. To me, though, like what I'm hoping and what I feel like and what I've kind of seen people theorizing about is we are slowly getting to, and they feel like this series is going to be pivotal to this point where we're going to see what has been interwoven and what things are where and who's doing what and stuff like that, which to me, I am very, very interested about. But we'll get more into theories uh, about Loki and the MCU overall at the end of the episode right now we're going to give you your lovely spoiler warning if you have not seen this week's episode of loki head on over to disney plus or wherever you watch your shows and then come on back and hear myself and rich talk all things spoilers right let's start with the elephant in the room did not see victor timely going like that that was fuck it mate when that happened because it's instantaneous as yeah, soon he, as he, he takes he one step out, and I was like, and I was like, jaw hit the floor. I could not believe it. I was like, very surprised. I was uh, but, very surprised. And it was it, it, the way it was like set up as well. Like I feel like that episode had you really like the the the, the performance of Jonathan Majors and the way it was written. Right, was like I'm going. Who whose side is he on? Because there was points where was kind of rooting for him. Yeah, but it wasn't even like rooting for him. But there was points we even like, um, what's her name? The Ravona. Ah, yeah, Ravona. Where she took him and he's explaining stuff, and I'm like, is he now working with them or like blah blah blah? And then Loki rescued him, and I'm like, no, 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 he's still with him. And then he got his big like hero moment where he's like, no, it should be me because if things go wrong, I can fight. And I was like, right, okay, is he now the hero here? Like, where are we going? And then, boom, spaghetti. I was like, I, 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 like, this is where, Jared, I apologise again for having a go at you, mate. Like, I, I really don't don't want to, like, fucking keep gra- gra- great mon about it, but, like, what? Like, I didn't see it. Like, there was no way I predicted that coming. I, I'm curious as to what that man was thinking when he saw that. Was he like, oh, that's fucking stupid, like... Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, that would be like, so funny if that process? was... Ah, fuck this. Because it's, it's this, it's this like, borderline, like, anti-hero slash hero's journey where this guy is realizing that all of the things that he's been reading about since as a kid is real, and he's being told about all these this crazy shit happening. He gets brought to this universe. Hmm. He tries to be a hero. He's kind of helping the... who we assume are the good people. Yeah. And then he he turns into fucking spaghetti in half a second, and that's that. Even then, like for, to 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 then go from that to see the loom explode, and wipe out everything, and it, for it to go to black. Now yeah. I realize it's dumb that we're talking about the end, but we have to talk about the end first. It was the big thing. Big, I mean, like, hmm. yeah, like we have to. Um, like that cliffhanger. I was just sitting there going. Yeah, like something's gonna happen. Someone's gonna pop in. Yeah, something's gonna change. Yeah, you're gonna get like a, a like a fucking what 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 Loki was doing at the start when he was like flipping back through to. I thought something like that. Nah, no, I, like just black credits music, and I was like, 
they were a hundred percent right. Like, because again, we we spoke about how people weren't so hot on episode two, but episode three and four were really really good. But episode four leaves you at a point where you're like, well, I need to know what's happening in the next next episode. I have noticed there because I am going through Twitter uh, while we're on um, while we're on recording this that there is a trailer for the last two episodes, and I'm somewhat tempted to watch it because I'm. I'm I don't think I will. Yeah, there's part of me not wanting to, but there's another part of me going, yeah, just fucking, just just take a look. But I won't, I won't, I won't. I'll be good. But yeah, like to me, that ending is, it, it, it was so fun to get that reaction out of me where I was genuinely shocked at, at what had happened to a character. Now, the, the theory that I've recently read is to do with that, but I will leave that till the end. Um, but yeah, like... Just to be like kind of hyper focused on just Loki, like I was like that's unreal. Like I, I've got no idea where we go for these last two episodes. Yeah, because like I'm really like in the dark. I don't. I have no idea what could happen. Yeah, I, I, I have ideas, but at the same time, mm. fuck knows. Yeah, it's 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 crazy. But right, let's talk about some other stuff. Is there anything else you want to, that, that really stands out for you that you want to talk about um, in this week's episode? Um, I thought that the prisoner sequence when mm-hmm. Ravona shows up, you know, the the prisoners from episode two, I think it was. Yeah. With the with the the Scottish general. Uh I thought that that scene was fucking harsh. Like that was yeah. That was a rough watch. They didn't I've really s- show anything, but you have the idea of what's happening. But yeah, like they, I've they, seen they did that very well. I've seen people I've seen people kinda say, Oh, imagine it wasn't PG thirteen and I was like, I don't, I, I wouldn't even want, like, like your imagination is worse. And we know what the box does. The fact that they used it on, um, is it Brad? Brad? Yeah, the fact that they used it on Brad in earlier episodes and we know it gets smaller and smaller and smaller. So I was like, we know what the box does. So, like, to me, I'm like, I don't think you really need to see it because your imaginations. And the one thing I would say as well is that the acting from brad while it was happening also just popped into my head as well miss minutes is sadistic as fuck because she stood watching that with a big old fucking smile on her face like that was crazy and again like i think a shout out as well to the the acting in it like from b is it b15 and um even like ravona as well like the 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 positions that these these people are taking within, like not really knowing if they're good, not really knowing if they're bad, kind of somewhere good, but now they are bad and vice versa and stuff like that. I'm enjoying it so I'm I'm enjoying the performances so so much. Yeah, it's it's taken a turn with certain characters that I I you know if you would ask me at the beginning of the series what I thought Ravona and Miss Minutes were going to be doing, it mm. wouldn't be crushing fifty people in a in a box. Yeah. Exactly. I just think that their development's been so interesting, and I'm. I, they end up shutting Miss Minutes down at least for a little bit mm. towards the end of the episode. So I'm, I'm. Oh yeah, that was fucked up as well, wasn't it? Yeah. So I, I don't know. Again, we, we're supposed to be seeing her in Deadpool three. So I don't, I don't know how the fuck. I, I, I'm. This is one of the first times where I feel like since at least early on in the MCU where I've like have no idea what's happening and what's coming. Yeah, I think, I think. It's one of these things where we just need to sit back and watch how it how it does 
kind of resolve itself. And again, there are theories that we will talk about at the end of this episode that I think maybe kind of open us up to seeing where it goes and, and what it does and stuff like that. But like, yeah, like to me, the scene with the, the, the prisoners, very well acted, very brutal. And I feel as if... I was listening to a podcast. It was a a, a guy called Coy Jondro, um, who does some stuff over in the States. He's on a thing I watch called the Big Thing podcast. Uh, and they do like a superhero thing called Capes and Cows. Definitely check it out if you're into like superheroes and stuff. But he talks about how like we've aged up with these movies. So in like two thousand and eight, we were what, fifteen, sixteen maybe. Whereas now we've been doing this for what, ten, yeah. fifteen years. We're yeah, now fifteen. Yeah, so we're now like 30. But you get my point, like we've all aged up, so like it should be getting a wee bit more violent. I'm not asking for like beheadings and and gore and all that kind of stuff. We know we're going to probably get that in Deadpool and stuff, but I'm like, even just the the stuff, even in the the stuff where um, Falcon Winter Soldier, when US, is it US agent? Yeah? Correct. Yeah, so US agent does behead the guy, but you don't see it, but you know what he's done. Like that kind of idea hey, of violence wanna, why would you want to see that no of course no of That's course what I, I mean like yeah i agree but like even just the, the idea because like we we've spoken if you if you listen along to the the gen v podcast there's a character in that that the, the there's a scene spoilers if you don't want to know anything about gen v fast forward like a minute but there's a scene it's in the trailers and stuff where it's like a puppet and a puppet's like ripping limbs off so you don't actually see it it's all cartoony but I was like, it's it's interesting to think like someone like Cap probably has the power and strength to rip a human being's arm, but we don't see it, we don't show it. Whereas like to me, I'm like, yeah, you don't need to show it, but like the idea that something like that has happened, it it, it it's not it's not just like fucking alien fodder. These are humans. Do you know what I mean? So see when you see an alien get shot in the head and it's fine, why? Because it's just an alien. Whereas these are human beings that have been crushed to death. Like, it, 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 to me, it just kind of... There's been some real horror tones through this series that I've really liked. Obviously, with it being, like, fucking Halloween season as well. Like, the stuff where Miss Minutes getting rebooted. Very Terminator-esque, where she's, like, kind of juddering in and out and that one eye is just sitting and she's like you'll never be him. And I was like, oh man, this Minutes is sadistic and cold and like, I hope I get to see her um, back and forward with, with Deadpool because that's like comedy gold and violence in my opinion. What What if Miss Minutes is Ultron? <laughs> Could you fucking imagine? Me. Oh... But this is this is why I'm I'm loving this because like we've had the whole what if scenario where we watch the series and it's like oh what if this what if that we can have that like we literally can have that it's multiversal there's different universes different timelines different whatever so you could have a universe where she and Ultron like merge merge and become Miss Ultron like you, like it could, or or what would you call it Miss Ultraman Ultraminute Miss Ultraminute yeah that. Ultron. Ultron, Ultronite, but yeah, like to me, the stuff with the st- I love the stuff like for for it being like a, essentially, it's not essentially, it's the, they literally call it a, a cartoon clock. I fucking love that shit. I love how much he's involved. I love the the sexual tension shit last week. I love the the her as well. So we can that'll kind of yeah, it was very awkward, but it was fucking brilliant. It'll kind of that'll take us on to the the beginning of the episode. I love the uh, it starts where you kind of flying through one of the timelines 
it's very kind of Millennium Falcon as it's as it's, it's flying through, and then it gets us to the place where uh, he who remains, and we find out that uh, Renslayer was the hint. That yeah, I was going to say I don't I don't think that there's a full explanation. There's not no I think no this no. This minute is holding back. Yeah, there's there's not a full explanation, but we find out that she was like the commander of the army of the the the, the i can't Gangs. remember what they call it the the war the multiversal army yeah the multiversal war right so she was like the the, the captain of that and she essentially won for that Gangs. war for kang and or then he, he who remains or he who remains yeah and then wiped her memory but there was still to me i was going there's still a sense of they are a couple or they have that there's, side yeah there's yeah there's a connection there's something that that's not being revealed yeah there's something that hasn't been talked about because they're very vague and coy about like, oh, like you were there for all of this mm-hmm. and then that's it. And then they just talked about, oh, wipe her memories. They also don't talk about how they wipe their memories. Yeah. Like, does he just have access to like every, like there's, there's a lot of questions that still need to be answered. And then I'm fucking here for all of it. Um, I just want to say as well, because I'm skimming through this episode just to remind myself and stuff like that. I, I'd said on previous, um, podcast that Boone and Mooney had both said that they didn't like uh, Jonathan Major doing the stutter thing of, of Victor Timely. I love his performance of Victor Timely. I think he's such a good character. I think it's such a yeah. strong performance. I love this kind of not bumbling idiot because he is very intelligent obviously but that kind of like nervousness and, and, and to, mm-hmm. to go from what we got the the of Kang the Conqueror and Ant-Man to even He Who Remains to this I was going, mate, that's range, and it's believable to me. Like, I feel as if, because they compared him to Benicio Del Toro in, in Star Wars, I think he was more cartoony, whereas in this one, I just think he's a believable character. Yeah, I think that, I mean, it's the same guy who's now played three different characters who are, who are technically the same character, mm. and each one of them has felt different yeah but they've all also they've all also felt like they could be directly derived from one another because mm. even the way kang speaks in ant-man yeah. you can kind of see like oh if victor timely kind of cleaned up his his speech patterns i feel like that's how he would almost talk yeah and he who remains is like the excited version of of timely so yeah. it's this very weird give and take of his performance and I'll say it every time. Like, we don't know what's happening with Jonathan yeah. Majors. He's still supposed to have a trial. That's been pushed back another month or two, whatever. Yeah. But the but his acting ability, regardless of him, if he is a piece of shit or not, yeah. the dude, the dude's a fucking great actor. Yes, he's a fantastic. And again, like, we, when we talk about our adoration or whatever, it's for performance. It's from, from an acting center. We'll, we'll, we'll you take his personal stuff out of, until we know for certain facts, blah, blah, blah. Just put that to one side and the one thing i would say as well about this performance that i I loved is i'm saying there's like a nervousness about him and there's this and there's that mate there is an underlying scary presence in him like because you know that he's some like he he, could be yeah like because it might be kang or he could be a kang or does he become kang there's a this sounds so stupid See the bit when he's he goes for the hot chocolate and yeah. he hands it to the guy. I'm going, what's about to happen? Like, I was going, yeah, because it seems so like even me just saying it, it's it's like, well, he went and got a hot chocolate. 
But there's just something about his performance, the way he hands it to the guy and waits for him to kind of go to drink it and stuff. And then he goes... Yeah, it's, uh, the, it's very bait, it's bait and switch. Like, yeah. you, you think something's going to happen. You think like, oh, fuck, like this yeah. is him realizing. This is him, him, him turning and understanding what's going on. And it just ends up kind of being this like sweet moment between yep. him and the guard. Yep. Before he gets pruned. Ruined, I was going to say being ruined by Brad. But this is what I'm saying though, is like even that point though, where when he got pruned, I'm going, oh, is, was this was this the plan all along? Then it cuts back to Timely yeah. and he's shitting his cell and I'm like, I, I just, I like, like it keeps me get again, I just don't get how someone can look at this and say that, that, that you, like it's, it's, it's like paint by number. It's not. There's so much stuff in this that's, that's, that's fantastic um but yeah like that we seen to me it was just there was something about him when he handed the the, the hot chocolate over it where it's just this underlying performance where he is playing victor timely but there's st- you can still see maybe like a fucking thread of yeah. kang ishness in him um yeah. how have you felt about the comedy through this series <laughs> i love owen wilson and I feel like every time he speaks, it's almost like he knows he's the good cop mm. and the funny cop yeah. in the buddy cop movie. And it's just talking about going to get pie. <laughs> it just gets yeah. me every fucking time. And they're 100% eating key lime pie, by the way. Yeah. That's key, that's key lime pie. Um, yeah. I I mean, there's there's – I feel like this is one of the better, like, on-point subtle comedy – or. It's not comedy at all, but like the comedic tones are so much better. Yeah, because you almost you don't expect them, and they fit in really well, mm-hmm. and they don't feel forced. Yes, and they that's... don't feel like some. They don't feel like somebody, like the director was like, no, 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 like say say it like it's a pun or yeah, say it like say it very dry. It just and maybe that's that's lended to Owen Wilson and Tom Hiddleston's performances. Like yeah, you kind of just. It, it feels natural. It feels like they are spur of the moments and they make you laugh for what they are. Yeah. I think, for me, the reason I asked this was I feel as if there was a time, and even for myself, like, if you go back and watch, like, the OG stuff, like Iron Man and 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 even, like, some stuff like Captain America, there was this sense of these are, these are superhero movies or action movies with comedy in them, whereas I feel as if they'd kind of transition. So you have things like Thor, Love and Thunder, the Ant-Man, where it seems as if the... The humor is forced. You use the word. You use the word or the term that it that it doesn't feel forced. I feel as if some of the the newer movies have that kind of forced comedy in mm-hmm. it. Whereas this series, to me, as you say, Owen Wilson and 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 Tom Hiddleston's chemistry together makes that comedy come out. Yeah. The stuff between Victor Timely and Obi, where they're both like, oh, I, I did my stuff because of you. And he's like, no, 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 I did my stuff because he, it's, it's, it feels genuine and it is just mm-hmm. genuinely funny. And then Obi brings out like a wee, a wee model and he's pure. He's like, oh, d- don't, don't judge me because oh it's my, not to I scare started, us. Like, I was dying. It was so funny. Because, but again, it's, 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 it comes from it just feeling like an absolutely genuine performance. Like again, I'm going to say it. I, I'm going to. I need to look up his name again because I don't want to butcher it. But uh, Ki Hu Kwan, like. He's, he's he's fucking made for the MCU, and he's he he comes across like so. And there's people I've seen rumors, people saying that he's going to be a bad guy. I really hope he's not. I really hope he just does this this character because he's fucking great bad at guy. it. Yeah, he who can could he be? be in? A, I I don't see that being him being a bad guy. I think he's. I mean, look, maybe again, these people are all technically variants. Yeah. So maybe 
I mean, there's, but, there's, there's, I, there's always a chance, but to me, I'm going, no, yeah. just leave him as he is. I like this character. I like who he is and what he is and what he does and stuff. Yeah, um, when he rolls out that full-scale model of yeah. the, I forget what the room is called, and he's just like, I, uh, yeah, this is the model. It's not done. I didn't have time to paint it. <laughs> yeah. I still have to make figures of everyone and put you guys all in the right spots. Yeah. And I have to sand it and like do all this stuff. I'm like, that, it's that's so like f- such a funny joke yeah. because it's very like – it's like a niche joke yeah. about like model creation and like how people are obsessive with models. And it was just so funny with his like delivery. I, yeah. But this I, is what I'm saying. He comes across so genuine because it's like the, the good, like the thing that I loved about it was always going, that's really good. Like it's really good. But you're yeah. like, oh no, no, it's not, please don't, like you're just, he's so nervous to show people and stuff. Um, the, the device obviously that they use, we, we kind of spoke about last week that it looks like, um, chair sure. Kang's, um, I don't know what you call it, like ship or chair or whatever you we've seen it in Ant Man and stuff like that. The one thing I want to talk about, just from a, a filmmaking point of view, is after that scene where they come up with a plan where they're like, right, we're going to build a device that's going to kind of fix that and this, that, and the other thing. There is a scene between Sylvie and um, Mobius. Okay. Oh no. Yeah, yeah, we'll, no, we'll get to that one as well. But there's a scene between Sylvie and, and Mobius. Now, when I watch stuff, especially at Marvel stuff, I tend to just watch it for the sake of I love this stuff. There are certain occasions where I'll maybe watch something, and I'm not the best of knowledge. Like this, the, 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 for me as an actor, I tend to really only think about performance and stuff like that. But the more and more um, feature films and short films that I do. And I listen to how directors speak and how cinematographers speak and how they want to light shots and see shots. It, it, like, to me, that's starting to interest me. The stuff between Loki... or Sorry, the stuff between Sylvie and Mobius, the way it's lit and just this look where she's having a go at him saying, you didn't even fucking... You've not even looked. You don't even... You're just burying your head in the sand. You don't even know what you're doing. You're just, you're just kind of getting on with stuff to kind of stay here and you're just being oblivious to what life could actually be. So why the fuck should we listen to you? You want to go and just fucking get pie when we've got such important stuff to do? But there was just this... Like, we just... We go from that scene where we're joking about models and, oh, I've not made you guys yet and blah, 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 to such a serious, like dimly lit it's just light on mobius like again and, and we've, we've already kind of spoken about it owen wilson plays this character and he is like the good cop he's the he's the one kind of shining light that does come through and i just thought like in terms of filmmaking i thought it was gorgeous i thought it was lovely and this isn't me having a go um because jared talked about like the previous director this isn't me having a go i thought she what she done in the first series um was absolutely fantastic but Justin Benson and Aaron Moorhead directed directed this episode. I, I th- I, the, there's never been an episode where I went, "This is an ugly episode," or "This is the fact that it stands out to me when I don't really know much about like that side of the camera." Tells me that they're doing something right. It's like it's this very eerie sequence because the TVA is essentially imploding in on itself. Mm. And Sylvie's standing in front of a wall of she's backlit by pie. Yeah. And it's like this, it's like this whole like juxtapose of, you know, she on she knows what's happening. And then you, you turn to Owen Wilson, who's like, who is literally almost in the dark about like, like yeah. he doesn't care. He's just worried about, all right, let's get pie. Let's, yeah. you know, he's this jovial guy. And Sylvie's like, no, like you fucking dumbass. Like there's yeah. everything, to, there's everything to worry about. And you, like, this is what you care about. And it's just. I'll say it again, and I'll say it a hundred more times. I don't understand 
how you could give this a five out of ten. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I don't, I don't get it. For, for I don't the, get it. There's there's points where I'm sitting going, is it the act? No, it's not the acting because the acting's really really good. Is it right? No, because the writing's really good. It can't be the the, the lighting, the cinematography, the, the humor, like everything I think when I'm going. Is it the music choice? No, no it's not. No, it's definitely not the music because the music's fire. The music's fucking. Is and it, again, is it the I'm graphic, not the CG graphics. Yeah, no, 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 no they look fucking great, great too. <laughs> <laughs> but that's uh, like and again like i'm not having hate on the guy but i feel as if i feel as if do you know who i'm going to say like ign like i, I feel as if you've done jared dirty because jared clearly isn't a fan of this kind of stuff the other thing i want to talk about is like you 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 brought up the 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 backlight of um sylvie standing against like the the wall of pies the color palette that they use in this series is so jarring like you had that like the, the scene I've, I've quickly kind of went through it you had the scene with with mobius where it's really dark dark black light just on his face then they go to the orange um prison cell room with all the the thing with then you come to this it's real it's so jarring and like it, it, it just keeps your eyes drawn to the tv fucking well done to the well done to like the to the directors the cinematographers the lighting everything like i think i think this show's fucking great um let's talk about the scene then between sylvie and loki what did you think of that i mean i called it i called that episode yeah one or two or whatever it was, I feel like it's going to be Loki. Um, and they also do, a, a, it's actually a pretty funny bit of how the phone is like ominously ringing and you're like, who is it? Yeah. Who's, who is on this fucking yeah. phone? And he picks up the phone. You're like, is it Kang? Is it he who remains? Is it Ravona? It's fucking Obi. Obi. Obi's like, oh, I'm trying to fucking call you guys. What are you doing? I think there's an so interesting, yeah. there's an interesting thing I want to bring up as well, just because like, I do see where Jared's, comment comes from and you kind of agreed with it in the sense of loki's character but i feel as if it's kind of growth of who he is like if you go if you if you if you go if you have the mindset of whatever your mindset is take loki for example this is the loki that we left the avengers the very first avengers where he was evil and he was tearing up new york and all that kind of stuff but then he sees his full life and he sees his mum die his brother uh, himself die all this kind of stuff happen and then he realizes that everything that he was kind of craving like the power and the, the, the stones and stuff like that are just trinkets up here so maybe this isn't like maybe I'm just a, 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 an a, a, an ant to use an Avengers fucking reference, um. But there's a there's a there's a lovely bit where he references Thor and the speech between him and um, him and uh, Sylvie, where he talks about he mocked his brother for falling in love with a woman, and it's made him soft. Yeah. Whereas this, he he's in love with um. Sylvie and it's given him a new outlook in life of hope and trying to fix things and and put things back together rather than breaking them apart and stuff and for me like I I think that's I I, I genuinely think that's like fucking growth in his character so I wouldn't say it's like a I wouldn't use that as a negative is what I'm trying to say like I wouldn't say like where Loki's from from where Loki was to where he is now I wouldn't use that as a negative I think I think it's great growth no, I agree wholeheartedly. Like, I don't, I don't think, I, I don't understand how you could, you could think that Loki would be the 2012 Loki when yeah. he has you. So you, I, you do have to do your own thinking on this, but you, you do have to assume that Loki gains the knowledge of everything that's to come. Yeah. So you have to assume that this isn't 2012 Loki anymore. This is like future Loki that was dying for his brother that understood consequences of what is actually happening like it's mm. not you can't think that this guy is watching everything fall around 
fall apart around him and think that he's not going to like step in and try to save people. Yeah. If uh, you know what I mean? Like that's, that was never the the direction that Loki as a character was going. Even, even Thor two Thor, what, you know, even like the other movies he was in and the other Mm. shows, like it was never going to be that guy. Yeah. So it's, it's crazy to think that, that someone thinks that his character was like stagnant or it's not like him. Like this is exactly who the fuck Loki was becoming. Like, yeah. Whether whether it was mainline MCU or this one, like I, I just it's yeah. that's psycho- it's just a psychotic statement. <laughs> but yeah, like to me, that scene was really lovely. And again, I think I think as much as I'm saying, I don't feel as if Sylvie's character, I don't think she's as important as she was in the first series. And that's nothing against the actress. I think the actress is doing a very very good job. Um, we we kind of already mentioned the stuff with um the hot chocolate machine but i want to talk about the again the comedy between there's a bit where obi's like oh the temp pads aren't working and it's all very serious and like we're panicking and worrying whilst timely and and mobius are having this conversation about oh i got this hot chocolate out of a machine and he's like a machine he's like yeah a machine and it's so dumb but it's like it's it's really nice it's really refreshing and it's the kind of comedy that i i really enjoy um but yeah like the, the that that coffee machine or the the the, the bit where um him handing the hot chocolate over to that guy like i i still stand by like the, the there's there's subtle little things that jonathan major was doing that make me go is he is he a bad guy it's like we is we tiny idiosyncrasies i was just like it's fantastic great yeah he's fucking brilliant um i'm trying to think where where we go for here so like yeah what do you think in terms of like we we were we were actually correct we predicted back was it episode one um where yeah it was it was episode one where um Loki gets pruned when he's look like originally when he was looking at the phone and we said it's probably going to be like Loki himself trying to send him back in time and all that kind of stuff so we nailed that so like fucking points to me and Vash on that one but yeah like to me like. Where, where do you think? Cause we've kind of touched on all the the big important things. Like we got the flashback. We talked about the phone call, which leads them to kind of Victor time. Like it's like um, turned to spaghetti and stuff like that. There's a lovely scene where Sylvie um, mind tricks Brad and prunes Ravona. Like of all your guesses, where where do we go? Like what what like this is what i'm saying is like to me i'm going there's stuff that happens like so we know obviously the void is there so is that does that is that have they all just been pruned maybe where they all go to the void like is that an option i don't know i i just i don't think that i don't think that the void is the option because seemingly this is the thing that holds their space and time fabric or space and time for them together mm. um however w- i mean we're gonna get into the fucking weeds on this somewhat mm-hmm. i think what will happen is that this is going to be some sort of time loop right because we've now seen loki prune himself on two different occasions mm-hmm. i don't know where it'll go from there I don't know if somehow the time loop will interfere with the end of the episode. That something will happen. 
mm-hmm. from last episode. But I, I think that there's going to be some sort of time loop situation where either the pruned Loki mm-hmm. or a different I, I don't I don't I don't really know because That's fit on like I said like yeah like I said I this is one of the first times where I feel like I don't have a good guess yeah. going forward. So just going off context clues, I think it's I think it'll be some sort of time loops and either someone's gonna pop in at the last second. Yeah. Or we're gonna be reset again back to like episode one and they're gonna change things. Yeah. I I, I could be completely wrong again, I'm just taking a stab in the dark. Yeah, I feel as if that's the it's the best guess that we can do, but we don't really know until we get the next two episodes. Again, I'm still fucking really tempted to watch this um, trailer, but I'm I'm going to try my do best it. not to. I'll, I've I've still got Gen V to watch. So I'll go and watch that instead. But yeah, <laughs> let's let's talk about some theories. Do you want to start things off, or do you want to hear the stuff that I've I've recently? I want to hear what you what you're going to say because I right. I I've been good. I haven't been on Reddit. I haven't I haven't done any diving. <laughs> I I've been like trying so, to be trying to be clean so this isn't this isn't diving i haven't been looking this was me i was just scrolling through facebook and it was a random page that said right this is what he thinks is happening so there was a point in season one it was the very end of the episode where or the very end of the series where victor timely dies and there was some cuts where it was like oh this is the point where wanda felt something change and this was the point where like where they thought this was the break in all the timelines but they were like no that's wrong they now think that this is that point where they talked about in Ant-Man and the Wasp Quantumania, see the part where there's like where where he he's really small and there's like millions of different like kinda I don't know if it's like variants or like that, that are kinda like splicing off them. Yes. So there's a part in that where one of the ant man people or one of the ant men gets grows really big and gets really close to the device and he spaghettifies. So their theory, the theory that I've read, is this is the point where all Kangs originate from. So this implosion. So basically, the see see when he gets um, when Victor Timely so gets each like piece of spaghetti is a Kang. Essentially, that's what he's meaning. Like so, his aura combines with the aura of the Bang, and it, it splits off into all these different like timelines and universes mm-hmm. and stuff like that. Again, it's it's it was a fun theory where I was going, oh, it's the things the things you're talking about kind of make sense, so I get yeah. where you're coming from, but like to me, the, the it brought up the fact that that he who remains um, wanted to give Victor Timely the book when he was a child, and like it's almost as if he's playing four D chess where he's like, I need this to happen, that to happen, this to happen, to happen, and then this happens, and boom. The other thing that made me that that that. They're they're talking about so we're seeing like the TVA is um going to be pivotal to Deadpool, and I've seen a rumor that it's also going to be pivotal to Fantastic Four, where I don't know if this is confirmed or not, or it might just be some fucking Twitter person writing that it is confirmed. But they've said that that Fantastic Four is going to be based in another universe where the Fantastic Four are the only superheroes in that universe and that what well, I think the the rumored villain is going to be Galactus and Galactus is going to win so the TVA need to come and rescue the Fantastic 4 and bring them to a place where they won't that it's like to me it seems like 
there's a lot of things now that are coming out that are making me go, oh, I think we are slowly getting to a point where we're going to figure out where things are going to intertwine and interlink. And then there's one I want to talk about with the Marvels, but I'm going to give a big old spoiler warning because I feel as if it might be a spoiler. I mean, look, everything everything sounds plausible at this point. Yeah. I don't fucking know what's going to happen. <laughs> I think a lot of it. I think a lot of it's going to hinge on Deadpool because I do think yeah. that they're very aware of how much people love Ryan Reynolds and Hugh Jackman. I do think, regardless of what happens, I feel as if we're going to get a huge reset on the MCU. Regardless, by the time we get to the the Secret Wars, because there's the the other thing as well is like people have brought up is in terms of like filming and stuff. So the best example is uh, David Harbour. David Harbour when he com- when that if and when the strike finishes, David Harbour has Stranger Things to film and the Thunderbolts, but he plays he's skinny as fuck in Stranger Things and he's fat in Thunderbolts. So you're like what's he going to prioritise and stuff like that? So, like, to to me, like, they, they were theorising that, like, I think it's already said that Deadpool's been pushed back. They think Captain America's going to take Deadpool's place because that's pretty much done. So they're going to have to do so much reshuffling that it makes sense that they are kind of just going to, like, restart. And then the other thing as well with this is, I don't know if you know much about this, like, I don't know names or anything, but apparently the person above... Kevin Feige, who's like a, who was ahead at Disney, was forcing Marvel to announce everything, like forced them to announce Fantastic Four early and stuff like that. There's a new book or something that's coming out that, that are, that's already out about the, the MCU. Um, I'm actually thinking about picking it up, but it's kind of giving you the background into like there's now changes. Bob Iger is now back in that position, and it sounds like things are going to kind of go back to the way they were in Phase One, Two, and Three of Marvel. Do you want to hear the the the, the Marvels rumors? Yeah, fuck it. Yeah, right. Okay. Spoiler warning. These aren't spoilers because again, if I knew them, I'd be gutted. It's not a spoiler in the sense of I'm going to tell you what's going to happen. This is someone I've heard through the grapevine, or this is a theory, or this is what I think's going to happen. But basically, same guy, Koi Jandrew, who has his ear to the ground and kind of roughly knows what he's talking about seems to think that the marvels is going to link directly to loki season two in the sense of he thinks that there's going to be cameos for other heroes and stuff like that in the marvels i personally don't think that because i feel as if if that were the case we would already know about it like think of all the rumors that we've seen and heard about deadpool three you know yeah i mean but the sorry to interrupt but this is the one thing that's that's apparently a leak is and they like fair fucks to the people that i was listening to they didn't actually say who but they said there is apparently an after credit scene in the marvels that has a huge cameo but they wouldn't say who it was so gotta be fuck it's gotta be ryan reynolds it's to me, to me, it's either Reynolds or Kang. Like that's the only two that, to me, that you would go from where we're going. Because that's the weird thing as well with all these shows and movies. We've not had any. We already said that this was like the first one that's addressed any kind of after credits. Like remember when we were getting like fucking, I can't. Was it Guardians Two or something where we got part of Civil War in that, and then it led to Civil War, and like 
We've not had Blade. We've not had Black Knight. We've not had Harry Styles. We've not. I was just gonna say, do you remember at the end of Eternals when Harry Styles? <laughs> Harry Styles fucking showed up. It's the most jarring moment I've ever had in the. I like literally remember I, like, watching that in the cinema, back. going, "I was like, what the fuck is Harry Styles doing in this?" And it was fucking British accent walking through the fucking ship. All right, lads, what? I'm here to give you some help. And I'm like, oh, God, Harry, no. Brother of Thanos. <laughs> yeah. Oh, Pip, I told you to come in slower last time. <laughs> fucking Harry's like, good on you, mate. You fucking, I'm just jealous. But yeah, um, to me, the excitement is starting to bubble up, man. And, and a big reason for that yeah. excitement is, to be fair, Deadpool on the horizon. But a big part of that is how good this series is. Yeah, I think um, I think this series is fantastic. I'm very excited for the next two weeks. Mm-hmm. Um, in terms of going forward, I do think I think they're going to try to ride the Reynolds train. Yeah. I think if if Ryan is Ryan just turned 47, so he's no spring chicken. Mm-hmm. I do feel like he probably told them, "Look, like I'll do another five to seven years. Yeah, I'll get to 55 and I'll be done." Yeah. And I think that if they were smart, they would ride that train until the fucking wheels fell off. I think, even if you look at it, I agree with what you're saying, by the way, before I say this, I agree with what you're saying. But I think even if this is the only one he does for the MCU, I feel like Deadpool is such a good device of... Yeah. He can take the piss of what's went wrong in the MCU and go, we realise we fucked it, this is where we're going now kind of thing. And he can talk to us in that way and he can do like the fun thing that was rumoured but now seems to be what the plot is going to be is like killing all the, the fucking Fox universe off or whatever it is and then trying to get into the MCU, which to me is fucking meta and hilarious and fucking I cannot wait and I hope that is what it is. But like to me, they were also talking about how... With, with the whole landscape of stuff, like I was saying about the Thunderbolts and this, that, the other. We were supposed to have Blade by this point mm-hmm. with the timeline. And they were kind of being like, oh, well, uh, Mahershala Ali is, is probably, what, early to mid-40s. He's 49. So they were like, he's not going to fucking play Blade because you're going to want to get two or three films out of him. That's going to take, what, 10, 10 years at minimum. So he's going to be, what, 60? And the point that they made, though, was it's, like, if you look at the old Blade movies and, like, things like Captain America and stuff, he needs to kind of do the, the fighting. He needs to do the martial arts. He needs to be doing that stuff. Whereas the good thing and the thing that I think kind of agrees with what you're saying about Deadpool doing another five or six years, he's got the mask. He doesn't need to do the stunts. He just needs to do the comedy when he takes his mask off, which he can do for the next five, six years. I hope we do get at least another one after the after three I hope we get Deadpool 4 where he's in. I want to see... I want to see Ryan Reynolds as Deadpool interact with fucking Tony Stark Iron Man, which we can still get. I want to see him interact with fucking... I want to see see that Deadpool in the MCU and I think that is where we're going and it is a big reason as to why... Mate, we've been on this. We've been on this for weeks, man, and we've, we've said like just, just like persevere. It's not as bad as you think. We've got the, the course, and I feel as if we're so close to the course correction. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm very excited for what's to come. 
I feel like if we keep talking, we'll be talking for hours. <laughs> yeah, exactly. As always happens when we talk about Loki, there's at least a big fucking 20-minute section of just where we talk about the MCU. But that is us for another week. We will be back next week with the penultimate episode of Loki Season 2. Let us know in the comments section. Get on social media and have a chat with us about what you think. What are your theories for the last two episodes? Are you excited about where the MCU is going? Or could you just not give a fuck about it anymore? Let us know in the comments get involved get involved in the conversation um with the podcast the gen v penultimate episode is getting recorded tuesday so that should be up tuesday at some point next week we will have loki episode five we will have the gen v finale and we will have the premiere of um invincible season two I'm hopefully going to squeeze in a Five Nights at Freddy's review in there as well. I've heard mixed things, but I'm still going to persevere and go see it. Um, I'm going to try and figure out how to go see fucking... What is it? What, um, Killers of the Flower Moon? Mm. Three and a half hours. Like, I'm, mate, it's Scorsese, it's De Niro, it's, it's DiCaprio. I want to see it, but fucking three hours and 40 minutes, man. That's, that's a big chunk of my day. But I'll go and try and see that as well. But so keep your eyes and ears peeled to all social media for what we've got coming up. I am currently streaming my playthrough for Spider-Man 2. It is most definitely probably going to be my game of the year. It's so much fun. The story's great. Vash, how far into it now are you without too many spoilery things? I just left the Coney Island theme park. Nice. Nice. You're not too far. I think I'm maybe two, three hours ahead of you now. I get nervous because... When you turn off the game and turn on the game, it gives you a percentage. Yeah. And I see the percentage going up. And I'm like, I don't want to keep... I don't want to play because I don't want it to end. Yeah. Do you know my worst thing, though, is I I have started... Um, I was like, right, I'm going to mainline the game because I'm starting to see spoilers here and there about stuff. But every time I play, I'm like, oh, but I could go do that wee side mission and I could go do that wee like, collectible over there and blah, blah, blah. But I'm going to persevere. I think I'm going to go on tonight. Uh, so that's Monday night. Um, I'm going to go on tonight and try and get another wee back because I don't want I don't want the ending spoiled for me. But yeah, fantastic game. If you fancy it, with Mates Podcast uh, YouTube channel, come and watch me stream it. Um, it is up there as well if you fancy watching it back. If you want to follow the podcast, we're at With Mates Pod or With Mates Podcast on all social media platforms. If you want to follow me, I'm at Andalf the Grey on all social media platforms. Vash, where can the lovely people find you? Uh, Red Dead United on Instagram and threads on the occasion that I thread. Amazing. And as you all know, whether you're new or whether you're one of the older listeners we have, you know the drill. Like, share, subscribe, rate, all that kind of stuff. Get in the comments. Let us know. We are getting a little nervous on the with mates podcast for the movie draft because some scores are coming in and mooney was rather overconfident if i say so myself whereas my scores are looking quite delightful but stay tuned for that at the end of the year we'll do you know at the end of the year we'll be doing top and we're doing top 10 movies top three games top five shows all that kind of stuff but yeah keep your eyes and ears peeled for everything that we do on the with mates podcast Tell your pals. Tell them, go and these guys talk shite, but it's, it's fun shite. They, they gush like little girls and it's fucking hilarious. Um, but yeah, that's all for us this week. Until next time, thanks for listening. Let us on a major.